Hey, this is First Issue Club, the comic book podcast where we read first issues only each and every week. We're your reading club and we dive into the number ones because they're the most fun and the way to look at the comic book world. And here we are. I'm Budgie King. I'm Mike D. I'm Greg. The trio is back. We're here. We're talking about first issues and we love comic books and we love news. You guys doing okay tonight? Yes. Mm, Yeah, doing pretty good. Excited to be here and talk about first issues. First issues. It's Olympic season. Yeah. So things are getting well, once every four years. It's Olympic season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This not... is this is the hot Olympics. In the next four years, it's the cold Olympics. <laughs> I think that's every two years. Oh, is it two years? Yeah. That's why I can't be in the Olympics. <laughs> You're not a math Olympian. Math Olympian. No, mathlete. Uh, we got a little bit of news of different different things to talk about in the first issue clubs, but this week we are going to be talking about Amazing Fantasy on Marvel, mm-hmm. which sounds like a heavy metal book, but it's not. It's a Marvel book. We're going to be talking about Sweet Paprika on Image. That's a Merca and Dolpha book. I think the actual name of this, and I told myself I wasn't going to say this, but it, I'm going to now. My dear little Sweet Paprika? I think it's called Merca and Dolpha's Sweet Paprika. I, thought she, I think she started putting her name in the title, Yeah, which makes it odd to file for people. I'm going to file it under S. Okay, yeah, I think you should too. Um, and then we are covering uh, the book you should not read or it will kill you by Colin Bunn. That's close enough. <laughs> what is the name? What's the name of that book? Don't read this the if last, you like to live. The last book you'll read. The last. Okay. <laughs> the this, last. This book is the one you read last. This book is the one. The last book you read, I think, is last book on the left. <laughs> it is on vault. Last book you'll ever read. The last book you'll ever read on Vault by, yep. on, by Colin Bunn. Okay, before we get into it. So those are the books we're doing, in case you didn't know. Uh, did you guys hear Bob Odenkirk is alive? How is this comic book news? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's nerd adjacent and he's dear to our hearts. I like him a lot. This is a, a, a new segment we're doing called Bob Odenkirk <laughs> Check-In. Still doing good. <laughs> well, he had a heart attack on the set of Better Call Saul. Did he Saul. have a heart attack or did he just pass out? No, they said they fainted as due to a cardi- cardiac arrest, but he's going to be okay. Jesus He's Christ. 58 years old, and he just did two years of training for that movie Nobody, which yeah. he was amazing in. He's probably like the, in the best shape of his life. And you can still have a heart attack. So this is more like, not even news, just a PSA. Mm-hmm. Look at your ticker. Make sure you're doing okay. We don't want you have, being Bob Odenkirked. We had another uh, news thing that we were going to talk about a long time ago that I actually want to bring up now. because, And here's the thing. This is how I know that this thing exists. Every time a band oh, fuck. that I like is on Spotify, uh, uh, oftentimes I will find that they have an album that looks like a DC uh, metal comic. Uh-huh. DC released, I'm guessing, a vinyl yeah. It must be a two-part vinyl because there is an insane thing on this for death metal. So do do you know what it is? They're reissuing every issue of death metal and each new reissue is getting a single attached to the comic book. I will okay. you Remember how like net, old Nat Geos used to give you like whale sound vinyls? Yeah. In the middle of the okay. book and you'd like pull them out. Oh, so these are all singles. Yes. Yeah. So there's one which I did order. Okay. That's that, the Denzel Curry one. That makes a lot more sense. That makes a ton more. So Greg claimed to have this vinyl. And when I started reading all of the vinyls, he was, or all of the what I thought were one vinyl, he said, I don't own that. Right. But now I get it. Yes. 
On, okay, some of my favorite bands. Show Me the Body, literally top five favorite bands. Health, one of my favorite bands. Mastodon, a band I like a lot. Uh, Soccer Mommy, pretty good band. Which is, uh, that's the confusing one for me. That's an indie rock, uh, like 20 year old that's like, right. has no metal whatsoever. Horse the band. Yeah. It was like anyone who would sign up to do this. They Manchester like, Orchestra, not a metal band. Yeah. No. Um, so, like, Idols is a post punk band from. Somewhere in Europe, I guess. I like idols, though. I they're love, very sweet. I love them, but they're not a metal band. I mean, here's what... I, this can't be profitable for them, um, but like... So you're wondering who's the demographic? Well, I'm just like... it. it did Is this somebody's like passion project that works at DC and was just like, I have good taste in music. I bet I could throw my weight around and get them on some vinyl or some like... Album. It could be just a, you know, they created the Spotify playlist and, and they were just like, you know what? What if we made these physical copies and see how they sell? Okay. And oh. if they do sell well, look forward to this happening a lot often okay, than well, not. Uh, Chino from the Deftones, mm-hmm. which by the way has a resurgence. People like the Deftones, like in a in a very like... Did people not like the Deftones Yeah, when did, when did people fall off the Deftones? Oh, this is a, this is a great conversation. I thought they were always kind of in a separate category from what you might call butt rock? New metal. Yeah, or new metal. Deftones is when you're transitioning from marijuana to pills. Yes. No, you you, you <laughs> like are absolutely right. Timeline. And in a lot of ways, they're like kind of shoegazy, so they kind of even have this yeah. weird thing. But they get associated with Limp Bizkit and Corn mm-hmm. uh, Because they came out at the same time. And they went on Family Values Tour and right. were probably friends. Woodstock 99. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but you're right. They are the clear winner of that genre. <laughs> By far. Um, so anyway, I you're right. I like it. These songs are not great. None of them I listen to and I'm like, that's a banger. But I like that these bands mm-hmm. are associated with a thing I like. It definitely Com- seems like a lot of them were like, sure, I have an extra demo laying around mm-hmm. that like I'll throw at this. Right. This used to happen all the time with like movie soundtracks and like this is a very like 90s way to approach media. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The one innovative thing that I think they're doing is like I do get this pop up. These pop up a lot for me because these are artists I listen to. Sure. So in some they're getting some spins on streaming devices, I guess. So I like the idea that maybe it also introduces young readers to different bands than what's on the radio. Yeah. And that is in my mind, a good gateway into better music. Totally. It's like the Grand Theft Auto of the uh, comic book world. Yeah, with the uh, car radio. That's a good <laughs> yeah. call, yeah. So, or, or Tony Hawk. That's just if you consider this better music, though. <laughs> it's, I consider it different music than just the homogenized stuff on the radio. So it's fun. Jerry Cantrell is also on this, so who Who's, knows? Who is that? He's a guy that I don't even know. The, the song wasn't good. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Uh, the other news that I have was something that was shot across the bow on text. Did you know, this is also music related, that Suicide Joker and Harley Quinn are essentially a ripoff of the South African band Diantward? When you made the cons- when you showed me what you were talking about and the comparison was made, it's hard not to see the influence. It, it We're is talking insane. specifically about, yeah, the Suicide Squad, Jared Leto. Anyway, if you are familiar with the, I guess, uh, Zef is the style of music that they are. Yeah. Some would call hip-hop. South African uh, band, Diant Word. They kind of have like a Marilyn Manson, uh, Eminem vibe going on. Um, you look at them, and then you look at, especially Jared Leto, and it's like, 
the same thing, essentially. Face it, tattoos placed in the same way. Similar face tattoos, teeth lined with, you know, silver the same way. It's a good inspiration because they're both haunting. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting that it's like literally the same. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Nice Twitter fodder. Nice. It's not. It's not a controversy, really, because who cares? Well, it's it's coming back up again because they had initially, obviously, the issue when the first Suicide Squad movie came out, and now that the second one's, is it just the second one? Is this the third one? No. So this I, is the James Gunn one. I conflate Birds of Prey and the Suicide Squad movies, but they're separate. Gotcha. Things. They're separate things. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the second Suicide Squad movie. It's just coming up again because. We're doing it again. Jared Leto's not in this one, is he? No, this is um, so God, far yeah. removed from the first Suicide Squad. They're like, it's not even like a sequel. They're kind of just like, forget that. And there's ever all happened. there's all like different characters, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. yeah. The, I think the same character that plays Rick Flag and Amanda Waller are the same. I swear to God, if they do an origin thing, they're not. It's, okay, it's already at a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It is. Oh, yeah. okay. Like. People are hailing this movie as a okay. certified summer blockbuster banger. Okay, that's awesome. Good job, DC, for coming back. The way they handled Birds of Prey was great. That was like an action movie. Like, the action yeah. scenes were phenomenal in that. That, I movie, that movie, movie was actually yeah. really good. Yeah. I thought it was yeah. great. Yeah. So, I think and the, the conversation online now is just like, you know, see what happens when DC doesn't rely on one director to direct every movie <laughs> in the new cinematic universe, which is Zack Snyder had his filthy hands in pretty much everything. Who's not a good director. He's a fine director, but he shouldn't have to be burdened with five movies to launch this whole new thing where Marvel, you know, I think in a more intelligent way, decided to have different directors for different movies with different kinds of, uh, you know, feelings and vibes throughout every movie so i mean i think they're now getting the picture that they need different directors for different movies to make it more unique yeah i agree i didn't know it was getting so good in rotten tomatoes so i'm glad I brought I just, yeah i saw it today and i was like holy shit okay well i guess i'm gonna have to go see suicide squad it's getting almost as good as reviews as pig new nick cage movie. oh man pig is popping off yeah did you see the new jackass 4 trailer no is that getting good reviews too? <laughs> holy shit those old dudes are gonna die in this movie. I swear to God, they are. Wow. Yeah, it was really funny. I hey man, to see it. you know movies are back. We're ba- they're they, back. Hollywood's back. We have two months until we can't go see movies again. So get out there and go see every movie you can. Yeah, rent uh, Black Widow and Zola. And <laughs> I wonder what like Gen Z thinks of Jackass. Are they like, I think I hate my dad and no, it's like stupid no, show? I, I think getting hit in the balls is a oh, universal it, uh, like unifier. It's how, I mean, it's, I, how, it's how a lot of people got into like creative things, but it's like how I got into video making, which trying to attempt to do jackass shit. Right. And like CKY was like yeah. skateboarding videos and set, it, setting themselves on fire. I never liked any of this shit. You didn't? I was, no. I mean. And I fucking hate being pranked. So seeing oh, yeah. seeing it b- being done to other people, like, I don't enjoy. It just makes me feel, like, uncomfortable and mad. I can handle it up until, like, they when they're when they're doing it to themselves, that's fine. But when they try to, like, trick other people, I hate it. Oh, I agree Like, I can't do crank yankers, and I can't do, like, them making fun of other people. But if they're just, like, punching themselves in the dick, I don't really care. So I, I actually have this, like iconic or not iconic but sought after vhs from some 41 of them uh robbing <laughs> tell. robbing pizza places with water guns oh my god it's 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 
it's so 90s it's just weird or early aughts maybe i don't even know but they like order a pizza and they go and with squirt guns and squirt the person and don't pay and that's like the whole vhs it's odd that's like kind of illegal yeah (laughs) they documented them doing illegal things we had some friends in a band called the chariot Mm -hmm. and they had an album with like a DVD that came with it. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? I owned this. Yeah. Yes. I, bought, I remember buying it in Best Buy the day it came out. <laughs> so did I. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, I've, I know people who have My a CD are... at Best Buy. Yeah, That's yeah. wild. Exactly. Yeah. And the DVD is like, how old were we at the time? Um, maybe like 22, 23, 24. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. So they're like, you would expect like a metal band's DVD to be like, partying hard, fucking shit up. But they were like chugging milk and puking. Yeah, I remember this. And like yeah. jumping on beds in hotel rooms. And it was just like, they're like kids at a sleepover going yeah. crazy. Church camp gone wild. It's like such a weird thing for like a metal band to have with their CD. We're going to set our farts on fire. But I think it was like the dawn of, do you remember like the... CD on one side, yeah. DVD like on the, the other pack, side. I think is what it's called. Yeah. yeah. It was like the at the dawn of that. Mm-hmm. And so like every label was like, we got to do this. Extra content. Yeah. Yeah. It worked. Got us mm-hmm. to buy it. Yep. Walk my ass. And you can't go to Best Buy and buy mm-hmm. CDs anymore. They say fridges are nothing. Really? You got fridges and video games. They don't even sell CDs. I, don't, I honestly don't think they sell CDs. I could be wrong. That's weird. I've not been in a Best Buy in a handful of years, though. Well, even... 20 years ago when we were we were talking about like this album coming out at that time they were like how can we still sell CDs yeah oh put DVDs on the other side <laughs> because those are too big to download for like steal online and now it's like no we can also steal those oh man music music in Hollywood the other things that happen that aren't comic books in the world yep glad we covered them those three things <laughs> alright let's get into our book and let's start with Merck and Dolphas Sweet Paprika so sexy. So, so spicy, sexy. spicy. Ooh, Ooh sexy baby. Yeah. If you don't know Merca and Dolfo, this is her brand. She's only got a couple series I've ever read yeah. that like their sole purpose wasn't to be kind of horny. Mercy? Mercy and Deep Beyond. Deep Beyond, okay. It's like an undersea adventure. The, the arc that I go through every time I read a Mirka and Dolpho book uh, is, Ooh, should I be reading this? Is is anybody around? Hey, it's okay. Sex positivity is okay. Okay, this is actually kind of a good story. Uh, it's a lot of sex. It's a good story. I leaned the other way when my wife walked by. When you like, had it in your hand? I was like, you can't see my phone right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's... Uh, and it, and there's what's the first one that she we read by her? Unnatural. I loved that book. It was yeah. fantastic. Loved it. loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. That's how she gets you. She gets you with those sexy pig covers with the boobies hanging <laughs> okay, out. The other, and then yeah, she, she and then she gets you with the sex positivity. So unnatural. If you haven't read it, was kind of almost like a furry culture sort of thing. But they Which were, this they were like elements. actual animals. This has elements of furry culture, a little bit. I feel like no. You I don't. don't th- I don't think. No. You don't think people. I don't think anyone who identifies as a furry is getting this book just like oh, baby. oh devil sex. Yeah. No. Um, okay. Because no, the characters are characterized as either angels or demons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the other thing about a Merka and Dolpho book is there's always a sex frustrated person in a sex positive world. 
Yes. Mm -hmm. And that makes it really like a relatable thing because it's Uh not just like overly horny. It's like this person wants to be horny, but they don't actually know how to be. This is all comic book fans, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just so horny, but don't know how to interact with other people. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, she's a great writer. She's Italian and she has a little like imprint. I think it's even called Spice or something like that. I don't know what the imprint is called, but she'll smack it on things. Spice. All the success in the world for her. Most of her books come out in Italy first Mm -hmm. and then are um, transcribed for American audiences. Trans- translated, yeah. Right. Sorry, translated. Blah. You know, <laughs> transcribed. You know, Someone calls me, you know, reads me this book. You know what's funny <laughs> is that there were certain times when reading this book where you're like, yeah, I can tell it was translated. Okay. But do you agree? I think now that you're saying that, that, that seems right. But did you see who translated it? No. Steve Orlando. He speaks Italian. No shit. I don't know if he speaks Italian, but he knows he, how to work Google Translate. But he he <laughs> at least read the literal translation and then judged it. Wow! That's so cool. Steve Orlando wrote this book. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing about so we didn't even say the premise of this book. It exists in a world where it's like demons and angels and sexy time is happening, and there's a CEO of a media company that's sex oriented i guess or sex positive it's like a book it's a book publishing yeah yeah and their their focus is romance novels and uh yeah and she has this whole like daddy issue it's it's honestly a great story it's it's very like relatable yeah well you you say daddy issue it's not like she's obsessed with like father figures you're right her father was very i thought daddy issue was like could be a big catch-all for you don't like your dad well, you know what? I don't have any daddy issues, so I don't really know how it goes. I, when I hear daddy issues, I think absent father, so you seek out father figures okay. in other aspects of your life. That's probably what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. This exists in her other book that is not on the same publisher called Unsacred. In Unsacred isn't on image. I don't think so. It's on a blaze. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. So she took a whole world that she created on a blaze and uh-huh. then published this world on image, which it's in the same world, although it's not the same characters. I think. No, I think you're dead on. It it seemed like the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like devils and angels are the people on earth and they like to have sex. Mm-hmm. They coexist, even though there's a little bit of like, that person's kind of weird thing. Mm-hmm. Right? That was the whole thing in Unsacred. I think she is like a Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Did you notice in this one, there's like people that have wings and horns. So it's, it's evolved to like crossbreeding at this point. Oh no, I didn't realize that. Mm -hmm. Hmm, Interesting. So did you notice Paprika's mom's name was Pepper? I, okay. (laughs) Yeah. That's like a, it's a deep spice cut. Yeah. All you spice heads out there. (laughs) We're all over the place on this comic and talking about it, but I mean, it was... It had a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. It led with sex and it left you like with a good story, which is what Mirka and Dolpha does. I, I, I think she is fabulous. It's, a really great writer. It's also like funny and light mm-hmm. while also dealing with like heavy sexual themes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's still kind of like, ooh, that is sexy. You know what I mean? It's kind of hard to balance in that weird middle zone where it's like, is this a joke? Does it actually turn me on? Mm-hmm. The themes in it are like sad. 
<laughs> like Car- heavy. Car- it's, there's Car- so many things going cartoon on. Cartoon pornography does nothing for me. So <laughs> I have no problem reading books like this because I'm just like, I <laughs> one, get- <laughs> that's a bummer because there's some great cartoon pornography out there. You get what I'm saying though, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it's like, how am I supposed to take yeah. this? It's like, it's barraging your sen- your senses with so many different like mm-hmm. inputs that you're like, I don't know how this is supposed to make me feel, but I'm feeling all of it. Yeah. I also think it's like, it ramps up the sex. So it's like, remember, this is for adults, yeah. like type of thing, which is something we're going to talk about in the next Cullen Bunn book of something that I have I have a hot take on. Not only do you have a hot take, it is a very correct hot take. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this book is like deservedly so. Mirka cut out a brand for herself. Yeah. Yeah. The brand is this, is it's like people having lots of sex and figuring out a sex-filled world, but there's a good story. I think it's just she's sexually liberated and she creates these worlds of just like there's no inhibition. Like people live freely and like she focuses on stories of people that like are restrained sexually and how to free themselves and like every and it's, it's clever the way she does it because she hooks you with like the boobies and like all the sex like that people go gaga over and then she kind of like you know cleverly throughout their story just like you know you may feel these feelings of sexual restrainment you don't need to feel like this you can be as liberated as the people you lust of Okay, that, yes, this is a great book this is hotly anticipated, probably one of the books of the summer for Image in some ways um, and uh, it was great. If you're not familiar with Market and Dolfo already, do you feel comfortable buying this book at your comic shop? There are some safe covers that are fine that yeah. just make it look like uh, <laughs> Rocco's Modern Life. Okay, I'll say this. I'm more comfortable buying this book than I was any unnatural cover. Yeah. Yeah. All those covers were just like, I'm buying a fucking pig porno book. <laughs> yes. And I just got to be cool with it when I go drop this off at the register. The lady at the comic shop that we went to at the time Unnatural came out mm-hmm. was just like, you boys. See, honestly, it was like a, a, a weird, was, weird matriarch moment. It of was just like, like for you... shame. You're so naughty. <laughs> you boys and your pigs. I read it for the story. You know, that was the one time it was like, I, I, I actually am reading this for the story. I'm not really into pig porn. <laughs> Wolf on pig porn. Yeah. Um, Which, go read Unnatural, everyone. It's a great story. Oh, it is so good. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Let's go to the Cullen Bunn book. Yeah. Which we believe is called Read This Book and You Die. Uh, no, we are not unified on that answer. <laughs> okay, the, the name of this book. The last book you'll ever read. The last book you'll ever read. We need to say it in case you want to buy it. This comic book had a crazy sex cover. Yeah. Crazy, is, crazy in quote quotations. Uh, like, ramped up sex. It's on Vault, um, which, shout out to Vault. Vault's been doing really good. They had Barbaric uh, recently, which I really have loved. Yeah. So, my, uh, again, my New Year's resolution, going strong. I like Vault. Can I say my experience with buying this uh, Ooh, yeah. dirty cover? So, I, no copies of this on the counter in my comic <laughs> shop. And so, I ask if he has it in, and he's like, I've got one of these bagged ones still. And he hands it to me. And I was like, oh, is it like a mystery variant? And he goes, no, it's one of those like naughty ones. And I 
flip it. You know, like the they've all got like the cardboard sleeves on both sides uh-huh. that have like what the book is printed on one side and then just yeah. like a logo on the other side normally. Yeah. And on the flip side, that's not the title of the book. It says Vault Undressed. Mm. Like this is a new line of like sexy stuff that they're okay, doing. Oh, so it's imperfect. So they okay. have like a sexy sub brand now. So okay, so this is bullshit. This I'm is... gonna get a vault undressed tattoo. <laughs> this is just a way right to... above your penis <laughs> on your pubic mound. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is just a way to sell comic books and like to sell somewhat shitty comic books. It, I'm not saying this comic book is shitty, but this is just a like a cash grab thing made popular largely by Kickstarter, right? Well, is that what you're going to say? I was going to say Kickstarter, unnatural money shot, money got, had like every other book. Oh, had a, sex criminals was famously doing this. Sex criminals is a pioneer in this yes. yeah. because their poly bags were kind of a joke. Mm-hmm. Right. They handled it like, Ooh, you're buying porn. Exactly. And those like sexual covers were like, Corny. Do you remember that co- the book we covered for that YouTube channel too? That was like this, like called Unforgiven. It's like absolute insanity covers, like yes. but- buttholes and stuff. The Maria Lovett book. Oh yeah, uh, Unforgiven. Something like that. I don't remember exactly. Actually, I don't think that's right, but it's something like that. Uncinable. And uh, then there's anyway. that, that book, Safe Sex. Faithless. 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 There we go. Um, but. This is like an independent comic book thing mm-hmm. to like ramp up the sex, put it on there and sell it. Normally it ties in because the book is all about sex. Mm-hmm. This is not one of those times. <laughs> <laughs> so it was it was like doubly shocking. Yeah. So yeah, now I guess this vault undressed is like s- sexifying yeah. comics that come out on vault. Straight up porno. Yeah, this is like do you want to see unsexualized characters sexualized? <laughs> right. Like now, if they did this with like Archie characters, yeah, I'm buying all of them. See, <laughs> that that bothers me because I'm like Archie and pals are my friends. Like, yeah, but they fuck too. You shouldn't turn them into porno. <laughs> I suggest staying off the internet then. <laughs> yeah, Marge gets naked. It's like, are you gonna get like? Are they gonna do like a? Kermit version with Power like Rangers. his dick out. <laughs> He's going to town on Miss Piggy. Maybe. <laughs> but it, it is so weird and it's it's unbecoming. <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird flex. And I think they just saw the popularity of those money shot black bags were getting sold out quick. Yeah. And the sex criminals sold well. And it's the idea of something forbidden in a those poly are, bag that just Those are comic fuel. books literally about sex or pornography. Money shot is about no. So I totally get that. Yeah, that's, yeah. What the, that's what the gag is, and that's yeah. why it works with those books. Yeah. Going forward with that, going forward, if this is what Vault is going to do, it seems weird, mm-hmm. and and really just like kind of unnerving that you're. Just I like, do you not know? support this. And all. I'll even give Faithless a pass because that book was kind of about sexual relationships, yeah. and Tula Latoy's whole thing is like eroticism yeah. in art. Mm-hmm. It, honestly, and the art was like interesting. It was like <laughs> crazy. Yeah. But it like worked. This is just like odd. Anyway, this is a book about Yeah, we haven't even gotten to the book yeah. yet. <laughs> yeah. It's like a cursed book. I guess it's I guess it kind of makes sense because the book so it's about a book that and a person that wrote it that's on tour and in some way the book is about the downfall of humanity. Yeah. 
which is in the book, I believe is called Seder with like a, mm-hmm. yes. a pan uh, person kind of on it. Mm-hmm. And if you read the book, some people also turn into murderous people and kill other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's essentially the book. I have a feeling that this author sold their soul to the devil to write the oh. world's greatest novel. Okay. And it's kind of like a monkey paw situation where the devil's like, okay, you will, but it's going to turn people Is crazy. monkey paw the same thing as monkey bones? Like that Brendan Fraser movie? You know, similar. And both are disastrous. Okay. How much you think an original monkey bone poster is on eBay? <laughs> signed by monkey bone and Brendan Fraser? I don't I think would say at least $40. Oh, I, I think you could get one 20 bucks, maybe. 40 bucks, 20 bucks. I'm going to say 120. A monkey bone poster, 20 bucks. <laughs> monkey bone. $10. $10. Wow. $5. <laughs> are those first print, though? Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> rare movie advertisement that's what i assumed it's got to be so hard to find these there's 20 you're gonna get 20 in one order well i guess people have them and and are looking to unload you you would have made a fool of me if i paid 120 for a monkey bone poster I saw you coming a mile away. <laughs> it's like, say, Look, Johnny, it's like here comes $10 or best offer. My best offer is $120. <laughs> this monkey bone fan over here. <laughs> I didn't know eBay even let you offer over the suggested price. That would be hilarious to try. $500 final offer. <laughs> oh, my God. The monkey bone skit of looking up posters really got me. That's one of the funniest uh, forays the show's done. Um. Okay, so this comic book is that, and we talked about Colin Bunn writing these books. Mm -hmm. When we interviewed Colin Bunn, Colin Bunn, he said he literally has a notepad of ideas. (laughs) I talked about this at my comic shop today. And he just like essentially shows them to independent comic books. Yeah. And they kind of point. I mean, he said this. That one sounds interesting. And like, that's what happened here. It's like he had a, he had like, he churns out stories. He just has like, he's ton, a machine, tons of ideas. He even, when he was on the podcast too, he was like, I feel like I'm not working enough. And we were like, dude, you have a new first issue come out like twice a month, it seems oh, like. Yeah. That is bonkers. And one, one of them got optioned recently. He's going to be doing fine. Yeah. Um, my thing that I said to Greg before was, I kind of feel like he's in this rut because we've read a couple. Like, but Basilic was pretty good. I liked it. Basilic was was good. I thought that book was great. And then so was Phantom on the Scan. Mm -hmm. I think that book's really cool. And that was really recently. Yeah. And the Cyberpunk. Uh, Oh. Yeah, the Cyberpunks that he's been doing have been really good too. Yeah. So anyway, I guess it's like occasionally you hit grounders. Listen, even when Mark McGuire was super juiced up, not every swing was a home run. Okay. He hit a lot of them, That's but not true. every time. Not every at bat was a, yeah. Yeah. Well, I love Cullen Bunn. I will go to my grave saying he's a fantastic writer. This one probably could have stayed in the oven a little bit longer. <laughs> Here's my thing. I think when he was writing for the big two, or when anybody writes for the big two, you let these independent ideas cook a little bit, mm-hmm. simmer a little bit. You put them in the crock pot, put some spices in there, and they they get to bubble up, and then you serve them out. He has no big two mm-hmm. uh, writing right now, so he's just being like, "Here's the flapjack. Here's the flapjack. You just get it." Like, and it's it's hard. If I went up to a Cullen Bun 
like stand at a comic con right now i'd be like uh let me grab these like three trades that i haven't read that you like printed out last year or whatever that normally never happens with colin bun i'm normally like oh i've read mostly everything you've written already yeah it's hard to keep up with Mm -hmm. you're thinking you think he has like an agent who's like throw as many ideas at the wall as possible just so we can get stuff optioned yes I think he's doing this himself. I think he's got a big enough name for himself. He's like, fine, Vault, you want some of this shit? I don't want it. It sounds like we're really ragging on him. But no, I, not at all. I'm praising him. Yeah, I, I, mean, I love him. I think he's great. And by the way, this is better than most comic books that <laughs> they could have put money on yeah. anyway. So I'm intrigued by the idea of this one. I think it's hard to tell whether or not the, the book has something um, supernatural going on with it. Or if just the idea presented in the book is just such like a visceral truth about ourselves that it's having an insane effect on people. One hundred percent. That concept is, is very interesting. The the and it, kudos to Colin for writing it this way. But the fact that the book is either that is it's it's magical or it's just like depraving society was a good. That's like enough to say that this book was actually pretty good. Yeah. So a great concept for a movie. And in the like I read it digitally, so I was like kind of peering at the artwork too. Mm-hmm. And it's like they did this like different like inking stuff that like almost made it feel like dirty in, mm-hmm. in like it had like a texture to it. Mm-hmm. So it's like it it was a it was like a very solid book. Yeah. But it was like I think that in a in a river of ideas of lots of stuff coming through, it's not gonna be it's not going to really, like, grab your, your pole and make you have a big fish. This was Layla Lays, I think, did the art for this, mm-hmm. who just did Mother of Madness. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Having a big month. Yeah. Yep. Uh, second uh, Reptilian Batman came out this week, if you guys oh. wanted. Oh, we'll cover that on the Patreon. <laughs> Did you read it? I haven't read it yet. Oh, okay. no, damn it, because we won't. Um, but uh, yeah, okay, cool. So that's that book. And then last. The sexy cover was the devil eating out our oh, God. Yeah, it, protagonist. The lead, yeah. Uh, all right, anyway. Um, I don't want people to be in suspense of what the sexy cover was. Yeah, you got to tell them. That's a good point. Sorry, sorry, fans. Um, I almost, I was so close to opening it in the store. Your horniness couldn't be contained. Like, I got to see what this fucking thing is. No, here's the thing. There was a... You got a bathroom in here? (laughs) (laughs) When we were talking about what it was, we said... He was like, I think it's like one of the dirty covers. And there was a guy... He was like, Down the corner. You fucking know what it was. I think. I think it's one of the dirty ones. There There was a guy looking at the counter at the new books coming out and he was like oh let me get a load of this <laughs> and walked did over did he really say that yes he seemed fine <laughs> i think he was just intrigued by it okay. like, you get a kick out of it right yeah because normally it is kind of fun normally the dirty books are like yeah. something funny yeah like the sex criminal ones were like oh hilarious the writers writing the a money penis. shot ones yeah yeah um and i was like Oh, I'll pop it open right now. And he was like, oh, it's, I didn't know it was sealed. He was like, don't open it. Don't open okay, it. Okay. This guy's cool. And I was like, nah, I'm going to read it so I can open it. And he was like, and he was like, nah, nah, don't do what you want with it. Don't worry about it. And <laughs> as he's opening your book, <laughs> gots to see that. And titties. I am so glad I didn't open it in the store because 
I could barely handle it like <laughs> at home. I was just like so taken aback by it. When that you when you it s- would have like crushed the vibe <laughs> at the comic shop. We would have all been like, oh. When you ooh. said when you said it was like X rated, I was like, I can handle stuff. But looking at it, I was just dear God. <laughs> just like why? And <laughs> yeah, we've seen some wild ass shit. Yeah. yeah. These eyes have seen stuff. But... Have, having read the comic and knowing it's not a sexual comic makes it work. Makes <laughs> it, it just worse makes for it sure. So weird. Yeah. It does make it so super weird. Yeah. All right, let's get on to our third book. Um, Marvel did this thing where they did a... <laughs> they wrote a picture they book. They wrote a book. They did an homage to 80s slash 70s fantasy sci-fi artwork. Okay, so um, they, they had a book before called Amazing Fantasy. Okay, they had a book called Amazing Fantasy, which is in that realm mm-hmm. of like that kind of like... Think Frank Frazetta... Think, yes. Think every metal album you've ever seen, like the first Lord of the Rings, the cartoon Lord of the Rings, sure, yep. is like exactly what D and D shit. Yes, very hot right now. Magic the Gathering has their whole new set is D and D themed. Is uh, it really? Uh huh. Wow. Yeah. And it's like all like alt artwork from the seventies and stuff like that. Whoa. So this series, if you don't know, famously introduced. The Amazing Spider-Man. That is very true. I didn't realize that. Great. That's awesome. Number 15? Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the early ones. Oh, so Amazing Fantasy 15 is the first appearance of... Of Spider-Man. Wow. Which is in the six, early 60s? Yeah. Correct. But that was the first volume. Mm-hmm. They've done subsequent volumes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So the covers of these look like... The Frazetta fantasy art. Cocaine yeah. trips. Yeah. yeah. Behemoth type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and it's, but it's, the difference is that you can like see Captain America in some of them or Spider-Man or Black Widow and stuff. And so I think it's a four part series. Is that right? Yes. Five. Five. Yes. Okay. Um, and can, let me say this. This is, this is actually the, Go ahead, I'll grant you this, the hot, the hot take. You got one hot take left. Do you remember? I don't think I've had any Do hot takes. Do you remember? Do you remember when Jason Aaron did this like weird world thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was like fantasy and stuff like that. And it was just like. Asad Ribic did the art and it was bonkers. I was going to say the artwork yeah. was insane. I but, think Del Mundo did the covers. But the story was like. Oh yeah. that's Did Del Mundo do the interiors too? And I'm just m- mixing up Asad Ribic. Well, Asad Ribic worked with Jason Aaron on all his Thor stuff. Yeah, and I think Del Mundo did. Okay, the Battle World and the stuff you're talking. Weird the World. Weird yeah. World. Sorry, I've been corrected. Well, we, if you read Weird World, <laughs> it made no sense. It was kind of like somebody just like threw up storyline. But the it was artwork. a it was a part of Secret Wars. The and Battle World. Yeah, it was a Battle World. But it also, in. but it still it stood alone. It came back after Battle World too. Yeah, but I think it would have benefited you if you read the event and would have made more sense. Which do you think was more confusing? The first Secret Wars or the most recent Secret Wars? Well, knowing that Jonathan Hickman helmed (laughs) the second one, I'm going to go with that one. They were both so confusing, but I think the most recent one was more so. Yeah, agree. Anyway, this is a better version of that. Because it's like straightforward. It's like every man can consume it. It's not mm-hmm. trying to be heady, trippy, like like acid trippy. Right. Well, and it's self-contained. And I love that you're kind of asking yourself throughout the process of this, like, wait, how are these characters ending up yes. in this weird world? <laughs> Callback. And <laughs> good job. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, we get an answer to that. Like, that's the reveal at the very end of the comic. 
which I loved. Yes, was loved it. It was, was really good. Made made so much sense of the thing. And there's different artwork styles, which I love for each character, and mm-hmm. then they like kind of emerge. So it makes it feel like it's an anthology, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's more part of a singular storyline. So an- another reason that it's in honor of an old style of comic, mm-hmm. but improved upon that yeah. format. It's like I love when people can do tip of the hat to something but keep it modern enough to keep it interesting too too much people want to um do an homage Mm -hmm. and then they write these corny noir anthology style books right that no one wants to read hence marvel 1000 or (laughs) detective comics 1000 or shit like that yeah any of those what's her name margaret margaret atwood oh Writes some of those like yeah. throwback comics that it's just like this is such an old style of and it doesn't make uh, comic book I writing. Could, I couldn't agree with you more. I think like there's homages that publishers do where they're like, eh, somebody's a fan of this. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like definitely not us. And then we shit on it. This might not even be a thing that we're a fan of, but was done so well that I'm just like, yeah. this is cool. This mm-hmm. is awesome. I'm very hyped for this. I I'm, expected it to be a kind of throwaway thing, and I was very pleasantly surprised. I was not familiar with Care Andrews, K-A-A-R-E. I don't know how you pronounce that. Um, they've done mostly Marvel stuff, and they did the artwork, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and the artwork was insane. My only critique about this comic book, because it's n- near perfect, is like there could have been even more fantasy stuff. So there was like a cool... I, I imagine it'll get more fantasy-esque. Yeah. I kind of just wanted it to go big on the first issue, though. Well, and the problem is, though, like, because, well, you're expecting it to be like this fantasy world, like it's high fantasy, but we come to find out in the spoiler that th- this isn't a fantasy realm. They're like in this like other plane of existence now. So like it's not written... I guess it's like there's supposed to be an allusion to fantasy and like otherworldliness, but it's not written as like a Lord of the Rings book where like it has to stay in like the high fantasy kind of concept. Right. So I'm giving it a pass that it's not just like uber fantasy-esque. I I don't know what more you want from it though because we had like the flying lion. Massive griffins, a centaur. Frog people. A big crazy scary castle. Someone, that book fucking ripped. Someone being cooked in a cauldron. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Ben. <laughs> I guess I just wanted like dragon fights and like... Uh, there was a dragon fighting the griffin. Yeah, but it was like, I don't know, relegated. <laughs> right. I needed a centerfold. <laughs> oh boy. Never this happy, is, the budget king. This is my porn. <laughs> Fantasy. <laughs> it was really, really good. I was shocked. Same. I, I was just picking this first one up for the cover because I thought it was cool. I didn't, think, I, I, didn't it. Be, I didn't think it was going to be good. Yeah, it fucking blew my mind. That's the recipe for success. Undersell your book. Mm-hmm. Make people think it's going to suck. And then <laughs> sell yeah, less copies. Fucking because underplay your books, creators. Just like say I got a new book coming out. I Whatever. do think the big okay. two could benefit sucks. could benefit from that. Being like, yeah, it's, it's okay. Yeah, it's, it is always like the low print under ordered stuff. Mm-hmm. that people just go fucking gaga for. Yeah. You're almost better off shorting something and then doing six printings of it <laughs> than you are overprinting it in the first no place. No shit. Like, honestly. Like, because that fucking... That's what Boom essentially was doing. Yeah. Yeah. With their trick. How many there. printings are there of uh, that Once in Future? 
There's like six of oh, the first. Yeah. And the, how many, number one. And how many people who got the first printing are buying the second, third, fourth, and fifth printing? I right. have all the way up to the sixth, I think. Yeah. Because they're fucking dope, and it's like a good series. You just want to support the fuck yeah. out of it. It was cool. Okay. Do we want to talk about Lamb on the Patreon, or... The... <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Lamb's the new A24 movie coming out. Oh. That looks fucked up. Uh, and Green Knight comes out. Another A24 movie comes out on Friday. This is Patreon talk, fellas. Let's stop this and move there. Bye. Anyone, anyone else want to say bye? Oh, I'd like to say bye. Are you still recording? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can I say bye? To who? To the fans, to the audience. Okay. Bye. Perfect. Good job. Oh, we didn't do uh I didn't thank our sponsor. Who is our sponsor? Our sponsor is Boulevard Brewing Company. No, 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 no. I just actually got a press release here. It says Boulevard Beer, through some scientific studies, through scientists, through science, has been awarded. Okay. The best beer on the planet. They got it. Yeah, they got it. Space Camper has been announced the best beer on the planet. It actually was in the Amazon rocket with Bezos. Oh yeah. And as soon as he reached his climax, he, press. he he popped it open and he said, "Delicious!" And it's been the first beer in space. Hell yeah. Well, it's a good thing that it's the uh, proud sponsor of the First Edition Club podcast and also best beer on the planet. I think Boulevard Beer, I think the Cosmic IPA could end a war. It really is my favorite beer. If both sides got one. It's insane that the beer that I would buy Mm -hmm. out of all the choices at the beer store. The beer market, yeah. Is the one that I like. I would the one that sponsors our podcast. 100% agree. Yeah, it's wild. What a life we live. Indeed. Signing off. (laughs) 